Dad. I signed up for the tournament and boy howdy, I learned a lot today. This whole gym is like its own cruise ship times 10. We got a private tour from one of the security guards and through some convenient party fouls, I managed to swipe a key card and get us access to the security cameras. We're doing everything we can to try to figure out what's going on and how to stop the bad guys. Right, Celie? Or, or. Sully and Luca are about to scope things out too. Hopefully they can get us some good intel. Gotta go, Dad. Don't wanna look suspicious. Luca and Sully make their way to the Ribbon, heading eastward through the city toward the Criminy City Gym. Luca wearing the souvenir hoodie with his backpack slung over one shoulder, and Sully in full fanny pack vacation mom mode. Well, come on, kiddo, we don't want to be light. She yells to the other child walking along with them. Who? He's tall, skinny, and tan, wearing a black and white striped t-shirt, baggy blue jeans, and a pair of red and white tennis shoes. Who, the, who is this? His brown hair short on the sides and long on the top, and he's wearing thick-rimmed glasses. Mikey walks along briskly, catching up to the others as they pass the contest hall. Like most of this city, there's an emptiness about the contest hall in the daytime, as if it's just sleeping, waiting for the arrival of nightfall to spring to life. The group continues past the contest hall in the Encore Game Corner, which looks just as exclusive and decadent in the morning, even if it's still more magical at night. As they cross the street, they are directly in the path of the Kanoko Tower for a moment. While it's not a perfect replica, it does still evoke the feeling of Kalos' Prism Tower. One of the main differences is that the base has been extended in order for there to be a functioning street running underneath its legs. But elevators in the legs allow tourists to make their way up to the various attractions inside. As they cross the street, Luca feels himself being pulled backward. It's as if his backpack is frozen in space, not allowing him to go any further for a moment. A simple face with beady eyes and a flat mouth appears on the top flap of the backpack, transfixed by the tower. Luca says, hey, hey, what's going on back there? And Pillsbury the Ditto shakes himself out of it. And then the phone rings, and it's you. Wow, that was a lot, <laughs> though, to take in. So the Ditto was scared? The Ditto seemed to be transfixed by the tower for a moment, like, just looking back. at it. He was like, get me out of here. Well, he was just like stuck looking at it, like just sort of holding it in space. Like, hold on, I want to look at this. Ah. Yes. Where's the tower? The tower is right smack dab in the center of the city, right there in the middle of the ribbon, uh, going over the street. It's got the whole Eiffel Tower thing going on. But like I said, unlike the uh, Prism Tower in Kalos, which has like a ground floor that people enter, that is sort of extended upward and then the legs come down even further so that they can have the street running underneath. But Luca gets a call from you, as you said that you were going to uh, give him a call as you all were leaving the Criminy City gym after your uh, shenanigans from last episode. Uh, and this is where we picked up with them. Meet me by Smoothie Matic. What, smoothie my uh, okay. Click. <laughs> well, that was uh, a little cryptic, but apparently we and need I, to go to Smoothie-Matic. I turned to Detective Reynolds. How did that sound? Was that kind of like you? Uh, yeah. That's definitely the vibe I get. I mean, definitely. Did I do it was it? It was do it well? quick and to the point and... Uh, this isn't my steak. Somewhat cryptic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the steak smoothie? No. Ah, uh, well. I'm just saying you owe me. 
I mean, they have a steak smoothie. If you I want mean, the you steak. got it, man. They're a very good job. And she leans <laughs> against the counter. Uh, not too shabby. Let's get away from the counter before we talk any more about this. <laughs> so. I imagine it's really close to the hotel. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not that far off. But so you all are at what you call it smoothie matic. Yeah, <laughs> sure, nice. Uh, you all are at smoothie matic, and uh, before too long, the others meet up with you all. I imagine we do that cool thing where they sit in the booth, we sit in the booth behind them. Yeah, y'all are in not in the same booth, but in adjacent cool. booths. Cool. <laughs> The two pairs looking as though, you know, it's just like a mom and maybe her kids or something. And then uh, uh, an uncle with his niece on vacation. And then like at a table near you all, Lewis is doing the whole, the classic superhero thing. You know, like when Captain America's like, I need people not to know that it's me. So I'll put on a baseball cap and sunglasses and, and no, no one, one will, will ever, ever know. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's doing that at a table near y'all. But you all can have your little meeting here to catch everybody up to speed. Great. I just recap quickly and then I stealthily give him the key fob. Great. That we got. You slide the key fob over. Go ahead and uh, just for funsies, roll 2d6 plus agility. Guys, I upped my agility, by the way. Yes. Wow. (laughs) And boy, howdy, it shows. That's an 11. Whoa. So sly. So slick as you just, when nobody's looking, pass the key fob over to Luca who, gets it from you. I've Uh, had a life-changing experience. I'm stealth itself now. (laughs) So, the reason that Pearl has this upgrade to agility is because I realized, as we've been playing, uh, that it feels like there should be at least some milestones where actual trainers get to up their story stats. Uh, There is a feature for it, but, you know, to take it early on, it delays your, you know, class progression and everything. So, I realized why not make it whenever your carrying capacity increases that also you get to increase one of those story stats by one up to a maximum of three. So we've added that in now. And so Pearl, you put your two points both into agility. Yes. Nice. And Luca has put one of his points into agility and the other one into instinct. Oh, can we retcon really quick? Sure. They get in there. We sit down. We do the cool back-to-back booth thing. Yes. And the first thing I say, who's the new kid? Why are you bringing a new person into this? Pearl, this is Mikey. Don't you remember? Oh my gosh. And I slide him a letter really quick. <laughs> you do. As you are wont to do. So we haven't really addressed this, but I mean, Mikey has always had the sort of ability to shape shift and make himself look like other things. So cool. He, he did that when you guys first met him. He didn't yeah. lose that ability for whatever reason. So yeah. We <laughs> haven't like, made the most of it in a while. Exactly. But Mikey says, yep, it's me. <laughs> Ew, you can talk. Ew. Ew. Yeah, but when I'm a human, it's just this voice. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Keep nah, it nah. I'll, uh, I'll fake it. <laughs> you just never asked, and honestly, uh, it's way less responsibility not to have to talk and do things like that. <laughs> wow, this is so weird. <laughs> what, Mikey just being a yeah, person? Yeah, it negative? really is so weird. <laughs> Because it's like, wow, I knew I wrote to him for for a reason. (laughs) He's a ghost. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So y'all are here. So what is what is the plan? You obviously you recap everything that happened. But what is your intent? So for the listeners, 
obviously we've kind of got split parties right now as far as different uh, crews doing different things. Uh, so we had Pearl and Detective Reynolds. We've got Lewis, who's available to do stuff, and then Luca and Sully. Even though they are NPCs, I am letting Sarah take the reins. <laughs> on what some of these others are doing uh, as the player to actually have more agency over what's happening. So Sarah will be directing the team, even though Pearl's not the one who's calling every single one of the shots and, you know, telling the adults what to do. She is steering them in whatever direction. So with that said, what's the plan for, like, the rest of the day? What are you wanting, like, Luke and Sully to do? Or y'all want to do stuff together, separate? Do you need Lewis checking anything out? I want Lewis to check out how the power system works in this town. Okay. And see if he has enough money to buy a generator. If he has enough money to buy a generator? Yeah. <laughs> so that's his own little side mission there. Okay. How how do electricity? Now, for buy a generator, in order to do what? Like, what kind of generator are you? We know the town, and we know the thing's going to go uh, dark, and that's when stuff is going to be... Pop it off. So, well, so what I, if we could just keep the lights on? So uh, I'll I'll tell you straight off. Uh, Lewis can look into what the power situation is, but as far as like a generator to keep everything going. So Ringo told y'all that the power going off is specifically going to be at the gym, like in that building, not across the city, but in that building, it's going off. And I don't think that he would be able to purchase and get a generator and sneakily put it in the gym. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> in order to, like, keep the lights on in that place. That would require a lot. He can certainly look into what mechanisms there might be or, you know, how that flow of power works to attempt to disrupt the turning off of the power. That's what I would like him to do then. Okay, cool. All right, so Lewis is going to be working on the power situation, and then what about Luca and Sully? They're going to go into the hotel, find what they can find. Okay. I'm not going to, like, I, Pearl, I'm not going to give them a plan. I just wanted to give them that fob in case they need it. Cool. Since it's such a valuable resource. Awesome. Okay, but what do you, Sarah, want them to do in the hotel? I got to play that out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But just, you know that they are going to the hotel for him to sign up for the tournament and to do that stuff. Awesome. And so that you know... Luca's party that you have at your disposal as you kind of steer him today. He's got Tufus, Max, Mikey, Pillsbury, and L. Then me and Detective Reynolds would like to check out the casino that supposedly Team Nasty's doing stuff at. Okay, so you all want to check out the Encore Casino? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So with all of that, the crew splits off. You and Detective Reynolds heading toward the Encore Casino over to the southwest. Luca and Sully heading up to the gym and then Lewis going to wherever he's going to check out the, the power situation. All right. So with that, let's uh, let's just keep on with Luca and Sully while we're uh, steering them. So they make their way over to the gym and it is as I described. Uh, do you want them to do sign up first or check out the hotel yeah, first? Yeah, sign up first so that in case they get kicked out of the hotel, they at least got signed up. Cool. All right, so then I think we can make this pretty easy. Yeah, Luca's I don't know what team. the team you wanted him to go in is. Yeah, so Luca will be signing up uh, as he like gets the lowdown of the rules and stuff from Harry, and he gets to the like fighting dirty part, and Luca's like, "Oh, biting and scratching, biting and scratching is okay." <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, so he's gonna sign up. Tufus, Max, Lotza, Hercules, and Mister Nineties. Cool. 
Wow, Mr. 90s. That's awesome. Mr. 90s. I'm excited to see Mr. 90s in this format. Ha 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 ha. So those are the Pokemon that he signs up for the tournament. And then uh, with that, he and Sully and Mikey are able to walk around and do whatever you please. Okay. They like do a little mall walk. Mm -hmm. They get a scope. Seeing what there is to see. Nice. And then they mentioned, Lucinda mentioned that there's like the spa and things like that. Yes. That are off limits unless you're a guest. Right. So this is what I'd like Sully to do. Okay. And this might get them kicked out of the hotel. Oh. I'm assuming it's not just getting a room then. Well, no, I personally feel like it's worth it because we have this key fob. I've got the map. Like I was talking to Jonah and I feel like this is such a big thing that's happening right now that at some point, in some ways, I feel like we can't completely stop it from happening, but we can just be as prepared as possible. And that's how I feel. Like it's going to go off tomorrow and we'll be as prepared as possible. And with the key fob and knowing where things are at, I feel vaguely prepared. So why not have Luca and Sully make a big move? <laughs> okay. They walk around. They don't really find anything. Great. Okay. They're just like, okay, this is this is what it is. And so Sully decides to go big. Okay. And um, Luca waits at the fountain. She's like, Luca and Mikey... Hold off, okay? Okay, so th- so they are waiting at the fountain. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And she she says, if anything goes wrong, just run. Uh, all, all right. What are you doing? I'm gonna go and see if I can get a room. Oh, okay. Yeah, get a room. All right. Yeah, cool. that should easy, be fine. Easy. Yeah, it's Sorry, a hotel. Sorry, guys, I can't do the Sully voice. Just imagine her saying oh, these things. She says, no, I'm gonna try to go see if I can get a room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She walks over to the counter. All right. She walks the over to the counter. Describe the concierge. What do they look like? All I can imagine is the person that checked us in the Cedar Point <laughs> right now. She's like a really nice, typical, like obvious college intern. <laughs> um, and maybe he's rocking some braids. Great. Love it. And yeah, just a nice, pleasant human being. Great. Her name's Amanda. Amanda. Amanda's great, guys. And definitely Amanda does not have the chain of command. Right. Yeah, she she is not uh, in a position of authority. Okay, but then I would like to say that the person who is, like, the manager has yes. a totally, you know, like, very posh. <laughs> Still nice. Not a jerk. But, but just like, is very posh. posh. Yeah. Very posh. Okay, so Sully walks up to Amanda. Oh, hello there. Uh, hi, how's it going? Uh, can I help you? Um, yes, I'm Sully. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, hi, yes, I'm Sully. Just, did it. Just break me off a little piece of Australian. <laughs> okay, I recently did it in, in front of kind of like a somewhat professional in the industry, and they're like, that is not anywhere close, and you should not try. And then I kind of, like, I was building up confidence, guys, and then that happened, and I was like, I can never again. <laughs> Like, it was quick to the core, yo. And that's okay. In some ways, I need people to tell me that, you know? Oh, man. Good day. I say go for it. Oh, man. (laughs) All right. Hi there. Um, I am looking to... um, Well, this is a bit embarrassing. I've got my... Got my kids here, and it's just been a crazy day out in the city, and we've been walking around, and I totally misplaced my room key. 
Oh, uh... In fact, I'm sorry, I have to be even more honest with you. Me and the old lover were in a little bit of a spat, and uh, we just got in, and I don't even actually... They haven't even told me what room... But I need to get my kids down for a nap and get them some snacks. And uh, I just, I just need a new room key. It's been a long day. Oh, uh, all right. What is, what's your room number? Oh, we'll see. That's the thing. They love a spat, right? The, the communication's going a little bit haywire. But um, it is, and she lowers her glasses. Number one's room. Um, oh, gosh, sorry. You're just so young and pure and I, innocent and good and kind. Hold on one second. And then she'll, she, it's, again, love a spat. It's a little, little bit of an issue here. Um, and then she'll write down El Drago's name on, like, a card uh, and just slide it over. That's um, our party. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I I don't know who this is. Um, but do oh, you that's have... A, that's uh, a good thing for I you. Am I right? Uh, and I, uh, and she like types for a second. Uh, I, in the computer, I, uh, I don't see any, like if that's a last name, I don't, you are, you, you are at the right hotel, right? Like, this, Gosh, this is where I you're hope saying? so. And she kind of pulls out like her poke, like her pokey phone and like starts to type. Let me check. Let uh, me check. Is there any other name that it might be under or? Does Sully know any other name she could try? I don't think that she knows any other like last name or anything of anything that would make sense to to try to flub it with. Dang, I thought this would be so cool! Um, do you need to just book a different room if you if there's something going on? Uh, I mean, I can just set up a, a, a new booking for you. I mean, we, we have some vacant rooms available. Uh, is there anything that I could... What, would that be alright? I'm sorry, I just... It's, it's not in the system and I don't know... That doesn't even kind of look like a name, so I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, you're really sweet, and I'm probably going to book a room. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. But do you mind just getting, like, a manager or something? Someone who's a little hop, uh, higher tier who knows maybe who your top clients are? Um, sh- Sully, I- that was such a jerk move. <laughs> She's play, playing the part. She's playing yeah. the part. Because, um, and, and Sully even lowers her glasses again and, like, flips her hair. and shows kind of, like, her, her hair, her long pony, because... I don't uh, mean to be rude, Amanda, but it's quite a big deal that I'm in this town. Huh. Now, here's my question. Yeah. So is she playing up the fact that she is, like, who she actually is as a person? This is not a, okay. This is not a hidden identity thing. Okay. She's trying to use any status she once had. Okay. Interesting. Okay, here's what I'll say then. Amanda is going to just say um well all, all right let me let me get my manager uh and we'll we'll uh, I'll, I'll i'll see if he knows anything uh and so she brings over her manager this very uh this very fancy very proper person and i can't it's just mr mosby in my head oh my gosh i love that i can't not that is so of, good i can't not just think of it as mr mosby um but he says yes can i help you oh hi there Ah, oh, guys. Oh, it's so bad. Good day. <laughs> so G'day. bad. Good day. Hi there. Um, sorry to you know interrupt your day, but um, I was just telling Amanda here that I need a room key, and um, here's our party. And she slides the name again. Go ahead and have Sully roll to take charge. Sully has plus one personality. Oh, that's a seven. Okay, seven's mixed a mixed success. success. Okay. Seven's a mixed success. two threes. Okay, so yeah, so just barely. Good thing she has a plus one. 
Okay, so a mixed success for take charge. On a 7 and 9, they'll do it, but they need something concrete for you to prove you mean it or to make it worth their while. So here's what I think happens. He says, um, well, uh, you said that you were, uh, I, are you... Oh, you're... Uh, yes, please. Uh, oh. I um, don't... I, <laughs> good day. <laughs> I don't um, mean to make a scene here, but yeah. Uh, Amanda's real sweet, but um, I don't think she quite understood who she was dealing with. Oh, of course. Well, uh, I, uh, I'm i I'm so sorry. Uh, there is no uh, booking under that particular name, but for, for someone like yourself, I, I would be happy to offer the um, the, the, the presidential suite, one of, one of our you know, finest uh, accommodations uh, for uh, a high-profile guest such as you with access to uh, uh, all the spa and areas that come there with. Is that where they, um, uh, where you normally seat our parties or our... I might be the first one here. <laughs> 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 is that the normal suite? I mean, it is certainly where all of our, our <laughs> high-profile guests do stay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to ask. I want to know, like, if this... Like, if number one, two, three, four, five ever do stay at this place, is that where they, like, is this the correct I, section? I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And so he says, uh, I mean, um, oh, all right. Um, I don't, let's see here. And he just, um, kind of types in some, uh, I don't have anything under that name. Uh, but, oh, shoot. Actually, all right, um. The presidential suite does look like it's actually booked. I'm so sorry. I I I I, I deeply apologize. Um, that one looks like it is booked under a uh, a smoke corporation. Uh, are you are you with Smoke Corporation then, Miss uh, um, Khan? You know, actually, that does make sense. We do have a few meetings with them this week. Um, but here, and she slides some cash. Okay, she has plenty. <laughs> she slides some cash. Why don't you just get me? the closest room to the most important people here. Well, uh, I, I, I'm sure that that could certainly be arranged, can't it, Amanda? Uh, sure, yes. Uh. Amanda, you're not fit for this world. <laughs> this lifestyle, this career profile. Uh, yeah, so I think that you have sufficiently proved that you've mean it or made it worth their while as uh, uh, Sully does slide a, a not insignificant amount of cash over toward the manager. Uh, and so she gets the hookup with this room key. All right, great. She has booked a room. It is under her name and it is up on the top floor nearest to the presidential suite and, and surrounding rooms. Thank you. Um, and this is for Amanda. She does another little tip. Get yourself a pumpkin spice. <laughs> get, get yourself a pumpkin spice latte. I know it's hot here in town, but... Uh... But I also know you're basic. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, so Sully... All right, let's get... Come on, kids. All right, pack up the... Uh, grab the bags. Let's get a bellhop over here. Oh, God, that was bad, guys. Ew. <laughs> that was bad. Okay, Mom. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, and they come over doing their best childlike runs, Mikey and Luca both. Oh, and then she also says, hey, hey, also, um, I forgot to mention, I'm babysitting. Gosh. Um, and if you see... And what's Mom's... Uh, Luca's Mom's name again? Sam. If you see, and then she writes down, Sam, what's the last name? Uh, it's not Salvatore, It's right? not Salvatore. <laughs> uh, Sam Bubble Cape. I don't think she Sam would know. Sam Floofy Floof. I don't think she would know really? the new last name. I don't, uh, she doesn't know Wallace's last name. Luca, come here. <laughs> 
And she whispers to him, What's your mom's name? <laughs> hey, hey, what's your mom's name? Well, well you know her whisper, name is Sam. Whisper. <laughs> this is my stage whisper. Um, <laughs> this is maybe while the bellhop is loading up their bags or something. Maybe sure, she, she sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, this is real dumb. Uh, it's a it's a terrible last name. It's Papadopoulos. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Good God. Sam's, that's when you know you're making a lot of wrong decisions in your life. <laughs> when you ditch a Salvatore for a Papadopoulos. <laughs> because I'm sorry, but apparently Waluigi was, was born Jimmy Papadopoulos. <laughs> according to fandom. What? I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy Papadopoulos! That's what it says, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm sticking with it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Why? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. I just have to I just have to see if this is anywhere else besides fandom.com. <laughs> but wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, my gosh. It only says that on fantendo.fandom.com, but man. Boy, are we thankful for that today. I mean, wow. That, wow. Day made, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> wow. Happy camper. Uh, That's so funny to me. Okay, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's Wallace Papadopoulos. Oh, gosh. Okay, she walks back over. And hey, um, do you mind? I'm actually babysitting as well. That's how um, Ridiculous Morning Day is going. Um, but if you see, and then she writes down, Sam Papadopoulos. <laughs> if she checks in, do you mind just giving me a, um, a ring at this number? Oh, uh, uh, sure. Just so uh, I can arrange, you know, the drop-off, the pick-off, the whatever. Uh, she is also yeah. angry at me and not responding to my text. God, the life of a celebrity! Sorry, I lost my cool there. That, that's that's perfectly all right, Miss Khan. Uh, Let me tell no, you, no worries at all. Amanda, come in close. Uh, uh, okay. Sure. If you mess up... You're so powerful. Just one bagel order. Uh, sure, yeah. These people, they write you off for your life. So, yeah, yeah, what sure. I'm telling you is, complimentary bagels and locks in the room would be really nice. Yeah, no, I could, I can yeah. arrange some bagels and locks. Yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. Amanda, because here's the thing. Yeah. You don't want to cross us. Uh, you? But I know you, also... you won't, and she just pinches her little cheeks. All uh, right, oh, have a great day, Amanda. Oh, wow, oh, I am an adult woman, and you pinch <laughs> my cheeks. All right. Uh, Does that give you flashbacks of when you worked at a hotel, Jonah? Yeah, that exact scenario yeah. actually happened to me. Ew. Uh, that exact scenario. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. Hey, I'm never quite sure. You have some wild stories. That is certainly true. But yeah, so uh, Sully has secured a room. A right. fancy room. Ooh, let's go. So... Uh, y'all don't have suitcases or anything, and uh, so the bellhop is like, uh, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you, you expect my my children to walk? Hop uh, on, kids. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Mosby is, like, evil-eyeing that concept in the corner. <laughs> I think that Luca just trying to yes and Sully's like, okay, but Mikey's like, uh, actually, no, I, I think I can, I'll walk, it's okay. Can you not hop on things? He's a ghost. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so weird! Because <laughs> I want him on there! He couldn't be on there? Say crisscross applesauce. I and mean, then he said crisscross applesauce, but it's floating just a little bit. Wait, 
Now, are you saying, oh, you're not saying for the bellhop to, I imagine that you said that, like, tell them to physically hop into the bellhop's <laughs> arms. No! Oh, no, you're talking we're about on the bell cart. Sorry. Oh, well, that yeah, sure. He'll hop on the okay, bell cart. There we go. Um, I thought you were gonna make this poor <laughs> bellhop physically carry. <laughs> oh, that's great. Either or, really, when we think about it. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so they they hop on uh, full on Zach and Cody style, and uh, they they go to the rooms. Yes. friends, Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our spooktacular partner, Dice Envy. This week, check out some of their scary, cool seasonal offerings like Crowd Favorites, Witch Bolt, or Karina Nebula. If you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go over to our page on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. We want to keep spreading the word about the show and about Pocket Monster Fight for all those Pokemon tabletop fans out there just lost and abandoned and looking for the right game to play. Spoiler alert, this is the right game to play. So help them know with that rating and review. It is a super easy way that you can help us continue to get the word out. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take that next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you could help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards, and even things like early episodes. Looking at you patrons who got to listen to this one early. If you'd like to give us that support as well, dear listener, you can do so at patreon.com slash Podcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you would like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at QuestCoJunior. You can also hang out with us in our Quest Company Discord and get all the latest updates on Monster Fight and Pocket Monster Fight right as soon as they come out. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, and that is especially true for independent shows like ours. So we would love to see you posting about the podcast and telling your friends about us. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. 
Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at podicongo.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the amazing artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thank you to Braxton Burks and Materia Collective uh, for a bunch of music this week. In Suite, Pokemon Mansion, Lavender Town, The Ghost of Pokemon Tower, and Silphco Under Siege. Thank you to Zame for Game Corner Hoenn Remastered. Thank you to Michael and Game Chops for the song Lavender Town. Thanks to Dark Fantasy Studio for the songs Fist of Fury, Boys on Bike, and Back in Time. Thank you to Christopher Moe Ditlifson for the song Breaking the Safe, Tread Lightly in the Mole. Thank you to Yoshi Blade for the song Tilt and Drift. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back to the action. And by action, I mean subterfuge. Thank you for joining us here at Quest Company Jr. So the three of them, along with the bellhop, go into the elevator. The bellhop just, you know, asks what the room they're in. Okay, pushes the button, goes all the way up top. And, Sully, uh, like, pulls a compact mirror and starts to apply lipstick or something. Absolutely. And she's like, um, so, has it been busy for you all the past couple days? Oh, uh, yes, it's it's been quite busy with the uh, pre- preparations for the uh, the tournament. Yes, uh, we, we've had a good amount of people checking in. Uh, we, we've got quite a large capacity, so uh, uh, we're not full up. But uh, looks like you got one of the last uh, of the rooms up here on the top floor. So uh, oh, good, wow. good for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't try to provide any further small talk, but he's just like, so, uh, so yeah, so that's where we're at. <laughs> So the three of them make their way up to that top floor and the bellhop guides them to their room and deposits the children from the cart. And Sully and Luca and Mikey are now in this room. It is very swanky, surely very expensive. Uh, and if she was not somebody who had competed in many different Pokemon leagues and uh, had uh, <laughs> uh, high up Pokemon league status and money, she probably could not afford it. But she has secured this room up here on the top floor. Looking out, the group of them is up on the northeastern side of it. Uh, So where the building kind of looks like the face of some sort of creature in like that top its left ear, if it was like looking up toward the sky or whatever. Uh, And so down below, you can see, you know, uh, that whole kind of northeastern part of the city and then uh, down below in the open area between the quote ears uh, on the northern side of the building. There is the whole spa area. There's a big swanky pool and other stuff down there. But what would you like for them to do now that they've secured a room? Okay, so Bellhop leaves, she tips. Yes, generously, I'm sure. Um, And then let's see if the key fob works even for the hotel doors. Mm, okay. My guess is that it won't, but let's see. 
Great. So is he just trying it like with their room just to test it before mm-hmm. trying to go to somebody else's? I don't think it works for hotel rooms. Yeah, it's more like it's like more of like doors. security yeah. access and you know things That's like. That's what I would think. Too. Yeah, no, I don't think it goes and gives access to all rooms of the hotel because that sounds like that would be a problem. Magic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for like service areas and things like that. Emergency exit basically, doors. Basically, basically any place that's not a hotel room where yeah. guests are, you know, that's their private quarters. Uh, anywhere besides that, it it would get into most places. Perfect for a speedy exit. Yes. Okay. So Sully pops on the bed and she goes, "Oh, it was awful to be so awful. Oh, I hated being so bad. I hated that. Oh, I'm normally oh, I'm normally so down to earth. <laughs> Gosh, this is so bad. <laughs> um, and uh, I think Luca gets excited. Yeah. Like, all right. Shoot. Um, all right. How do you do it, Salvatore? Oh, oh you were swapping all, all the right. Luca now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's Mikey's time to shine. <laughs> so I think Mikey is going to go through the different hotel rooms as sneakily as he can mm. and report back what he finds and sees. Nice. Go through this entire floor. He is a ghost. Yeah, and see who is here and who is staying here, what items they have. Like, are there snatching machines? Are there a ton of nasty balls hidden in a a room here? Like, you know, Mm. like what is on this floor and who is staying here? And if there's a conversation, he will stay. Okay, interesting. And Luca explains all these things to him. Yeah, no, Mikey's Mikey's got it. Can Mikey draw? Like, how could he communicate these things back to us. Uh, well, uh, Mikey can kind of just talk. He just chooses not to most oh, of the time. Oh, cool. Wow. Oh, so weird. So Luca, like, yeah, he's like, yeah, no, I, put, I was acting like a little kid. That wasn't like the only words that I could say. Great. So Luca gives him. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just full on Beetlejuice in over here. <laughs> okay, cool. Just, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You all just never followed up on it. I'm sorry. We, we should talk more. Maybe we could get coffee after this. <laughs> I can't drink it, but sure, I'll, I'll, I'll just pour it down okay, my yeah. fake mouth and then oh, it'll man. make the seat wet. Cool. Uh, any questions about the plan? <laughs> uh, nah, nah, we're good. <laughs> nah, it's just, it's Mikey time. <laughs> Mikey, I just... <laughs> it's Mikey time. I do want to be, like, Mikey could do this. Oh, yeah. The whole time. And we have not even And been no there. one has asked him about it. And no one has ever decided to like follow up on the fact that it's like, hey, when we met you, you were disguised a as a human child who could talk like regular. Oh, and Mike, man. Mikey's just like, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I just, I crave so little responsibility. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just happy to not be in the distortion world. You probably to be a Pokemon again. Yeah, I, I'm, just, I'm just happy to not be in the distortion world. And honestly, most of the time when I'm not hanging out at the party, I'm doing pranks up at the Pokemon League. So my afterlife, pretty good. <laughs> so you are getting Mikey to go ghost go through, yeah, full, ghost full through. shadow, full spooky shadow, go through the different rooms, see if he can find anything useful. and uh, See who, who is here, see if there's anyone of uh, other top profile that we should know. Okay. Or really, honestly, I just would love to know because we don't know, we kind of know what El Drago sounds like. We don't know really what they look like, right? What El Drago looks like? Uh, no, because you have only heard the voice right. from the television. So, I mean, even if there's other top profile numbers, number two, number three, number one, I mean, I doubt El Drago's here right now. 
But if we could even just get a sense of like, okay, that person might be something. Okay, so with all of that, Mikey is going to go around floating in between some of these high-profile rooms, specifically like the presidential suite and some of these others that are up here on the top floor. So I'm going to need him to do a couple of things. First of all, I need him to roll 2d6 plus agility in order to stay hidden, stay concealed. Now, because he has the lurker feature he can attempt to hide even in less than ideal conditions. So like it is daytime, like windows are open in a lot of these places, but uh, he can uh, in his gaseous form slash as a shadow on the wall, attempt to uh, sneak between these different places uh, in order to scope things out. So what you got? Nine. Okay, so a mixed success. I will keep that in mind. With that, he starts going through some of these other rooms. He just (laughs) phases through the wall. and goes to start looking around. Here's my question for you. I think I know which one it is, but do you think that this is more of a survey environment or read the room for him? Like, I don't think he's trying to like figure out the quickest way in or out or like try to do any of that. I think he's specifically looking for like clues, what's yes. hidden, that kind of stuff. Yes. So you go ahead correct. and uh, go ahead and roll 2d6 plus instinct for Mikey to survey environment. Mikey's instinct is three. Whoa, 10. Okay, a 10 total. Excellent. So you get to ask two from the list for Mikey then. Uh, which room are we in? So I think that this is going to be just as he's going through the lot of them, the general. Okay. Then we will definitely be asking what's hidden here. Okay. And you can tell me how best to phrase this, but like, like who is here? Okay. Like, what a, what can I gather about this person staying here? Okay, cool. So just uh, like, are you a chef? Oh wow, there's tools. Right. There's, like, what's yeah. what's hidden here in the sense of like, what can I gather about whoever's staying? No, in here? what's hidden here is really like, is there something hidden? Okay, what's hidden here? separate and then from? Okay. The second question would be just kind of like, who is here? Gotcha. Okay, cool. This makes sense. All right. So as he's floating through the rooms. The tournament is tomorrow, and it is morning. So I think that as he's floating through a lot of them, I think that because it is specifically like still morning before, I think that most of them have not been checked into yet. I think that... Sully was the first one here? Yeah, I think that Sully was, in fact, the first one here, kind of on this floor, at least one of the first ones here. They're not all empty as of right now, Uh, but the biggest one, the actual presidential suite, which is real fancy. There are all kinds of amenities in there. Like it's got a, it's got its own huge hot tub. There's uh, this massive window with a huge view. There's, there's all kinds of really, really nice things in there. Beds huge. And, uh, (laughs) As Mikey is floating around in there, I think he gets kind of distracted by just like how nice that particular room is. He's like, oh, (laughs) I'm And he just like takes a little bit of extra time just checking out, not necessarily looking for clues in there, but just the nice things. But the door opens (gasps) and Amanda's there with bagels and locks. And uh, there's just a brief moment where she's like, wait, what? Uh, And before he's a shadow again on the wall, but she's just looks around like, um, is there... Uh, Poor Amanda. Okay, cool. 
Cool, and she very ill at ease and just, you know, seeming like she feels like something's amiss, just kind of like sets the bagels and locks down and uh, kind of fluffs some of the pillows, writes a little note uh, to the, you know, whoever's staying there and has that, uh, you know, all, all sorted out. But she's like, okay, um... Uh, she just has an icky feeling, <laughs> uh, but she leaves the room. So it seems as though nobody has checked into this specific one yet, but they are preparing for whoever's checking in, and they seem like they are certainly very high profile. Okay. Is that all he wants to do in that room? I guess so. So he then keeps on going through some of the other rooms. One of them that is close by, actually the next room over from that one, does look as though it has got someone already checked in. It is not fully unpacked and everything, but it is certainly um, like, you know, there's a suitcase there that has just been kind of placed. Then there's a basic amount of, you know, zhuzhing around the room. Uh, someone has kind of come in, gotten their stuff at least a little bit settled and everything, and then obviously left before really settling in. But the suitcase that Mikey sees, uh, does he open it at all or does he just note that there's a suitcase there? Opens the it, for sure. Okay, he opens it. Great. He opens it up and it looks like there are very nice clothes in there overall. It definitely looks as though uh, it's somebody who would be prepared to go to some sort of very fancy event or something like that. There's actually, in addition to the suitcase, there is also like in the closet, there's a like a tuxedo hung up. But looking around in there, there is also in there like a full black outfit that is very much like skin tight kind of spandex but it also looks like it's got some amount of like armor or something yeah. in it as well as like a hood or helmet sort of thing that is what he finds in that and there's toiletries in there too <laughs> uh, but it's mostly that there's there's kind of some regular clothes all of which are nicer uh, there's a tuxedo in the closet and there is this full black bodysuit in there. Okay. I know what I want to do next. Okay. Does Mikey come back? Is that all that you want to have Mikey mm -hmm. Mikey do in that room then? Yeah, I think that that is the only other spot that you find the stuff in. Like as far as the other rooms that are up here on this floor because it's early morning with all of that. I think that that is what makes sense to be there in this moment. So he sees that. He saw that there were the bagels and locks and that Amanda wrote this little note and stuck it there. Uh, and then in the other room, there was this suitcase that he opened up. Go ahead and just make a roll. Roll 2d6 plus agility for Mikey to set it back. Um, That's an 11. An 11. Actually, it's a 12 plus two. Great. He didn't even actually open it up. He, he just went inside, went inside and looked yeah, around man. and said, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> With that, he then comes back into Sully's room. All right. He relays all that information to us. Yes. Um, also, Luca and Sully were definitely watch, er, watching TV and eating from the mini bar. Yes, for sure. Um, having a great time. And then after they get all this information, Sully looks to Luca. All right. This is going to be a little tricky, but if you trust me, I think this could work out well. All right, what are you thinking? I think I'm going to try to go in as a double agent. Oh, all right. Now, what are you with who? Whoever is going to enter into the presidential suite scene. So, what you're saying that you want to like buddy up to whoever mm -hmm. that is? Because I mean, they they probably know like who their people are, but you're just gonna like. I've been in the desert for years. I think I can make the case that I want revenge. Oh, oh, interesting. So uh, against who? I'm not quite sure, but I'm gonna try to flub it out. 
just right. depends who enters that room. Okay. Against right. my old mates, against me old pops, against me old mum. You can get a lot of different revenge plots after being in the desert for as long as I've been. Sure, yeah, no, that makes sense. You kind of been living that hermit lifestyle, yeah. All right, um... So, here's what I think you should do. Okay. Luca, I know you're really strong, but you're just a kid. Right, yeah, no, that is, that is And I can't have true. anything happen to you, and you miss out on the big tournament. Right. So, what I would like you to do, if you're up for it, is give an extra room key to Detective. An extra one of our room yeah. keys? Okay. Go, go back, give him a room key, and let him know that he should check up on this room. And if I'm not back in my room tonight at 8 o'clock, something's gone wrong. If you're not back in this room at 8? Yes. Or if I don't contact you all by that time. All right. So if you don't contact us or if you're not in this room at 8 o'clock. Something's gone wrong. Okay. Are you sure about this? I think it's the perfect way to enter back into society. <laughs> After three years? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I gotta go big, mate. Ah! <laughs> um, and so, if that's cool with Luca, okay. then I would like Mikey to lead her back to the presidential suite, unlock it for her, and she's going to wait in that room. Interesting. Mikey unlocks the door for her mm-hmm. because he's a ghost. Uh-huh. She goes in. And she will wait. And she until sits whoever and checks in. Interesting. Did you expect this? <laughs> I did not, but I am. But she does tax Luca with the very it. important mission of giving that key and making sure it gets back to the t- detective. Give their room key, their extra room key yeah. to the detective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he now has to go back and get all that information to them and get the room key to detective. I don't think it makes sense to be Luca's dad, and it doesn't make sense for it to be the professor. So it has to be Detective Reynolds. I I think it makes more sense. I think it makes more sense for it to be Detective Reynolds. Because certainly, if there's... I mean, Lewis is a lot more recognizable. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Reynolds has just enough anonymity still of it. Okay. Okay. And that, you know, Detective Reynolds will, like, if again, if she doesn't contact them by 8 o'clock tonight, or if he doesn't, and, like, he needs to visit the room by 8 o'clock tonight, too. But they know something's gone wrong if they haven't heard from her by 8. Very interesting. I'm into it. Okay. So we will leave Sully for a little while then. Yeah. Does Sully look at anything in the room or anything like that? Um, I think she, uh, I mean, she eats the bagel and locks. Right. Um, <laughs> um, but I think she like does try to find a very strategic place to wait so that everyone can get checked in and then her presence is known. Not the reverse, where you enter the door into the you room immediately room see is. her. Okay. No, like whether it's a shower curtain, whether it's just a corner in the chair that she knows she can be still enough in. There's certainly other rooms yeah, in the suite. Exactly. She doesn't want it to be, oh, they enter the door and then they immediately see her. They want her. Like, they want the bellhop, like, she wants the bellhop away, anyone else escorting them to the room, and then to be seen. Okay, great. Just do this for me. Okay. I want you to roll 2d6 plus personality for Sully, and whenever you tell me whatever the number is, I'm going to delete it from the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sully has rolled. And with that, we will leave Sully for the rest of today, and we'll see if we check back with her this evening. So then Luca and Mikey leave Yeah. the hotel. Great. And go to just meet back up with Pearl and Detective Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I don't think he like goes the main door because it would be weird if the concierge saw him leave without. 
a right, mom, right, right. a parent, I right. feel like at that point. Yeah. But he just goes off on like a side door or something. Okay, cool. He has the fob. I was about to ask you if you wanted him to look around the place with the fob at all or not. No, no, because I feel like if he's looking around solo, something really bad could happen. Okay. That's what I wanted to I'm make sure. I'm only willing to risk it for Sally because she's strong. <laughs> and Luca is strong too, but... Uh, he is a child and she is an adult. Yeah, she can take this risk. Yeah. She is allowed to make this choice for herself. Mm-hmm. So then with that, Luca and Mikey leave. And rather than going through the main hotel area, they like go down the elevator all 30 floors down, then come out into the main hotel area, but then kind of slink past the concierge desk and all of that to go out through the actual gym entrance. And as he's going that way, he's heading to Pearl and Detective Reynolds, who have made your way over to the Encore Casino to check it out. Mm -hmm. So as you all have come over to this casino, like I said, it is uh, by far the nicest, most exclusive, most glitzy of any of the uh, casinos and game corners here in town. But as I mentioned, it's not popping right now with it being uh, well at this point it's getting to be a little bit later in the morning but you all are going there and detective reynolds does tell you that you know it is it is just for adults the encore casino yeah but i'm coming in right well no that's what i'm saying you have to be like a grown-up to enter isn't there like a cafe or something (laughs) like a restaurant in there yeah come on it's noon There is a restaurant in there, so I'll, I'll I'll see if we can get in the restaurant. Yeah, tell them like they got the best coconut shrimp, and you promised me coconut shrimp, and like Ooh, they you gotta, do have really yeah. good coconut shrimp. Ooh, see, <laughs> coconut? No, it's not coconut shrimp. What is it? Gosh, are you gonna put a Pokemon instead? Well, we already have crabby legs. No, there's actually not a really good like shrimp one. I mean, Clauncher is kind of like a shrimp. Yeah, I actually have noticed this myself. They got coconut clauncher. Oh, no. Uh, Coconut shrimp, whatever. Uh, They've got a nice seafood option, which is a little concerning maybe because they are in the middle of a desert, but uh, (laughs) uh, maybe they just get it shipped very quickly from Chanterelle. uh, It'd be frozen. Or from Shiitake. But yeah, so you all go into the restaurant area of of the Encore Casino. There's a lot of Clefairy-centric decor everywhere. But uh, as you are going in there, what is your goal? What are you attempting to figure out or, you know, do here? Um, is there events happening? Is there a distraction? What's fishy about this place? Mm. Like, what is the attraction that Team Nasty has to this center? You know what? I don't... Anything. Just any clues. Okay. Any odd characters, you know, that don't fit in or maybe are standing out too much. I think this is more of a read the room. Yeah, I think so too. So go ahead and do that one. 2d6 plus instinct. Seven. Okay, so you can ask one question from the list. Is there anything dangerous I haven't noticed? Anything dangerous that you haven't noticed? Uh, Specifically kind of in regard to... Team Nasty. Team Nasty. I think that as far as anything related to Team Nasty, you do not see anything that looks affiliated with Team Nasty. It's actually, you know, with Team Nasty's whole deal of being, you know, grungier, you know, 
nastier, uh, just general roughness. This is not their vibe at all. So it, it does not seem as though there's any sort of like affiliation with this place and Team Nasty. I think that you gathered that uh, obviously there's all adults around. Uh, there's certainly a lot of large and decadent glass windows, stained glass windows, all sorts of different machinery and things like that. Uh, and you would gather for a uh, game corner, you know, casino place like this, uh, that there is probably a very large and very secure safe somewhere on the premises. Okay. But as far as anything dangerous here, with all of that, I think that a dangerous thing that you hadn't noticed up to that point was that there seems to be, as there is in a lot of places here around town, uh, some some pretty intense security okay. that would be dangerous were you trying to do anything nefarious or, or uh, that they did not want you to be doing there. But outside of that, it looks like a business that is pretty, you know, as far as a game corner can be, on the up and up. Wow. Uh, it is a really nice place. Everybody here, uh, aside from y'all and your, uh, you know, <laughs> souvenir t-shirt and uh, fanny pack and uh, bucket hat and everything, even though it's in the daytime, like even though everybody's not in their full on, you know, evening best, they all seem to be very well put together uh, and definitely on the wealthier side, the folks who are here uh, in this game corner and uh, in the restaurant where you all have made your way to. I think that uh, Reynolds is able to schmooze his way into the restaurant just fine. But yeah, so I think that that's, that's what you note is that it doesn't seem like Team Nasty, as far as you could tell, would be doing anything like in league with Encore, but that they would be doing something to slash against it. Okay. What that is, you are not sure. Yeah. But. Okay. That is that is what you're able to gather just by checking the place out, just getting getting the read of things. Yeah. Uh, with that mixed success. Well, then we eat our shrimp and I look at this detective and go, this place is great. <laughs> I can see the, the, the appeal. And then I look at him and I say, "This counts for my steak." All right, are you sure? Because uh, we can we can go get a steak. No, uh, no. I mean, well, I, I if you're where to next. I, <laughs> <laughs> I might as well do a little bit of food tour while we're here. It's vacation after all, <laughs> he says in his uh, best Uncle Ryan. But great. So is that all that you wanted to try to find out there at Encore? Yeah, I guess so. That's all we got. You know, cool. I don't I don't think it's. There's no other slinking yeah. around or anything. Well, that is what you get from uh, scoping the place out. And as you all are leaving, you hear from Luca, uh, who comes to meet up with y'all and gives you the information about what Sully has decided to do. Uh, and detect What? She spits her shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just carried some pocket shrimp out of the place. Ah, I do love popcorn pocket shrimp. shrimp. Pocket popcorn shrimp. Pocket shrimp. Pocket monster. Pocket shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> He says, yeah, so I mean, uh, bold move. I hope she's okay, but that's that's what she says she wanted to do. So, Detective uh, says, son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't, but. <laughs> she's a wily one. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, well, I'll check in with her later tonight, and I've got the key, and he you know, puts it in his pocket, secured. But he says, all right, well, anything else that you all need a chaperone for today? Oh, so you just want to go get a steak? Yeah, you want to okay. go get a steak yeah. with us, Luca? Yeah, I mean, I could eat. I haven't really had too much this morning since we uh, left the room. Perfect. Great. So you all go to get a steak. For the rest of the day, after you have your uh, big old lunch 
which is delicious, by the way. Uh, but after you go and do all of that, what is your plan of what you would like to do for the rest of the day going into the evening? Uh, since it is late morning now, uh, as you have your lunch, it is early afternoon. So what what you thinking? I think I'm going to train Shavakadu into a Gyarados, guys. <laughs> That's what I'm planning on. Beautiful. So after you guys have big old lunch, you go back to... Where, where do you want to do this? I want to do it in the back cave. Okay, so you want to go back to the Noi Bat Cave, back to the safe house yes. in order to train. Yes. Okay, cool. You all make your way back there uh, as it is now getting into mid-afternoon. And as you go back, you swap whoever out of the PC, but you you are going to train Shavakadu specifically trying to get that gear to. So how do you want to go about this training exercise? Um, I want to fight all of Lucas' party. Okay. <laughs> Every single one. And we have a PC there. And that's how I want Shibaka to, to graduate. He literally is going to fight every single Pokemon <laughs> that Luca has. And some are going to be instant KOs. Some are going to be brutal battles. But I want to <laughs> go through them all. Catch them all. I'm going to train with them all. Oh, my gosh. Every single one. Okay, so we have a montage. Yes, and there's sweat dripping down. I'm like, again. <laughs> Shabakadoo. Flip harder. <laughs> Jump harder, Shabakadoo. Again. Beat a sweat. Again. Cut, Beat cut. a sweat. <laughs> cut, 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 cut. And then, yeah, just imagine full anime. You can do it. Don't give up. I'll so, be a sweat. In the Noibat cave, in the safe house, uh, Detective Reynolds does have a training area, obviously. Obviously, he has a training area in there. Are you kidding me? Uh, but so you all go into this underground arena uh, in order to train, and it's, yeah, a full-on montage. We see he goes against Tufus. This is over very quickly. Yes. <laughs> um, he goes up against, oh gosh, let's see, everybody. Like, do, do you want him to go against uh, some of the weaker ones first or stronger ones first? I don't care. Okay. But he, he goes through, like, ru running through the gambit. Like, you know, some, again, are, are a lot quicker. But then other ones, it's like, okay, it takes a little bit longer with, like, Zilla because he's got, you know, a little bit better typing. Lotsa takes a little bit just because she's so dang fluffy. But, like, Roxanne Clefairy, he's able to work through. Tarzan, he instantly KOs this <laughs> magic card. Uh, Max, instant But we keep going through the montage, through the montage, training, training, training. And then who is the last one of Luca's Pokemon. Who's the last one that Chavakadu is battling? Ah, uh, Gary. Who? Gary. Oh, Gary Beach, Luca's Lampant. Yeah. <laughs> he caught back in the Tomb of Sorrows. Why not? Okay, so Chavakadu has been just, go ahead and uh, just on the whole, roll 2d6 plus might just to see on the whole how Shavakadu's doing. Five. A five. It's What's been... What's plus might? It's been a rough one. It's uh, been a rough one. A Magikarp attempting to fight all of these Pokemon having a rough go of it. But this it's, is again, called extreme bonding! Uh, but it is uh, sparring more so than like actual, like really, yeah, really. Yeah, totally. But his might is two. So a seven total for 
magic But with card. that many pokies, it's brutal. Again, I think it's still mostly losses, but there are like a couple in there. I think that the way that he's able to get any wins against some of Luca's like lower level Pokemon specifically is that they are mostly just wailing on him. But mm -hmm. once he gets down into the zone where he can use flail, he lands like some big hits to give the old fish slap. <laughs> but as... <laughs> He's also just been flopping around on the floor for hours. Yes, and it's like, it's brutal. Like, multiple times, like, Detective Reynolds was like, please stop. Like, <laughs> I cannot. We're going, we're, we're going, going hard. We're going for it. But yeah, just this fish, you, you got to plop him in a bucket every now and then and like give him a little juice. <laughs> oh, man. Go, 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 go. But... As Gary Beach, the Lampent, who, yes, I did nickname the Lampent after the man who originally played Lumiere on Broadway. <laughs> but as Gary Beach, the Lampent, attempts to use a fire spin, uh, she goes and whoosh, uh, sends this just burst of flame toward Magikarp. Uh, his just eyes are wide open as he's flopping, just corp, corp. <laughs> <laughs> and something within the tomb of sorrows, no, just. <laughs> Clicks. Clicks and snaps as this, uh, as he does not want to be blackened fish. Um, mm. He does not want to be this seafood dish. <laughs> and something within him absolutely snaps or clicks or whatever it is, but he has a moment of complete no. Yeah. I'm done with this. Yes. <laughs> and Shavakadu the Magikarp begins to glow. <gasps> it's happening! Cup, And... Extreme bonding! As his fishy form stretches, elongates into this horrible, massive sea serpent shape. Good thing you have tall ceilings, detective. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, he's really big now. Shavakadu the Magikarp, who only needed one experience point. <laughs> but I thought it would be fun for extreme modding. Who only needed one experience point, evolves into a Gyarados. Oh my gosh. As he evolves, go ahead and roll 2d6 plus might. His might is Whoa. now three. 12. 12? A critical? Critical. Double sixes. <laughs> Double sixes for Shavaka Do. Oh my gosh. With a critical hit, he evolves, and this lampant, this just floating ghost lamp, is terrified. <laughs> And even though it doesn't really have, like, much of a face to look at or anything, like, she is quivering as she floats in the air. And with a critical aqua tail, go ahead and, uh, it is a crit, so go ahead and roll 6d6. Oh, this is so sad. Six? Whoa. How many do I take? All of them? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because you double the dice damage and aqua tail is a tier three move. 18. 18. Plus a lot, it's at least 12. I'll double check, but <laughs> that would be, it's at least 60 points of damage. Wow! Pearl is in awe. Whoa. Of super effective damage. And 
Shivaka do knows the times table. <laughs> As he slams this aqua tail down on the lampet, who is instantly KO'd. Wow. He then, with a little pencil in his mustache, goes over to a chalkboard and writes out a complicated math problem. <gasps> You're my hero. With a that is where we will end this episode. Woo! I can fly! Detective, detective, look! I can fly! Woo! Oh, wow. Hey, baby, you're Noid Batman, and I'm Dragon Rage Woman! Dragon Rage! We're flying and we're the fish in the sky. Who can save you? It's Dragon Rage! Hey! We should pull out the costumes. Let's get it all set up. Let's get it all set up. Come on, Chewbacca, baby. You earned it. <laughs> Ooh, purple. That looks great on you. Oh, yeah. Good spandex here. I, I really think we do still need the workshop then. Yeah, no, it's, it, we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> large man steps out of the elevator on the 30th floor of the Criminy City gym with a sturdy briefcase in one hand and a room key in the other. He's wearing a tailored silkoon suit of the highest quality and walks on freshly shined for alligator shoes. The fit of the suit hints at the amount of bulk and muscle underneath, and his belt is lined with ultra and luxury balls. His strong jaw is relaxed, but his eyes are alert as he takes in his surroundings, his undercut, flame-red hair staying perfectly swept back and spiked as he moves through the hallway. He holds the keycard up to the door of the presidential suite, and the light pings green. He methodically opens the door and steps inside, every step measured and precise. He looks at the bagels and locks on display and squints. Not the most pristine presentation. There are only a dozen rather than a baker's dozen, and there are crumbs. Someone will be fired for that. He picks up the note. Mr. President, we sincerely hope that you and the rest of the Smoke Corporation Board of Directors enjoy your retreat. If anything is not to your satisfaction, he crumples the note and tosses it in the trash can. As he walks over to set the suitcase on his bed, his hand immediately goes to one of the balls on his belt. Sully steps out of the bathroom, back in her sleek trainer uniform, voluminous silver hair flowing freely. Vigo the Vigoroth stands beside her. Mr. Drago, I'll presume? With his back to her, the man gives the slightest smirk, removes his hand from the Ultra Ball, and stands up straight as he says, You presume correctly, Miss Khan. What can I do for you?
Are you looking for high-quality, family-friendly podcasts? Shows that are safe for younger or more sensitive listeners. Podicon Go is a reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy. From educational programs to conversational topics and incredible storytelling and role-playing shows in a variety of styles, themes, and age groups. Podicon Go is a group of independent podcast creators dedicated to creating high-quality programs that provide family fun for everyone. Visit podicongo.com for an ever-growing lineup of shows complete with descriptions and ways you can listen. Connect with the Podicon Go family-friendly podcast network on Facebook and Twitter. P-O-D-I-C-O-N Go. It's podcast fun for everyone. Podicon Go. Thank you for listening to Postcard from Poor on Quest Company Junior. Postcards from Pearl is a fan-made podcast and is not affiliated with Nintendo, Game Freak, or the Pokemon Company.